This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Cody, Boezy, Jeremy, Allie, Shining Donut 911, Nathan, Jennifer with a PH, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Danielle, Amy, Tia, Lauren, Dave, Jonathan, Scott, Kate, Isaac, Alex, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And if you want to hang out with all of us, do so in the Facebook group or Discord servers where we hang out pretty much daily holy shit this shirt makes me look fucking jacked it does <laughs> honestly mikey <laughs> honestly yes and it's awesome because it's fucking teddy roosevelt i got it on a fourth of july mikey i need you to be on the mic so we can use this stop flexing you <laughs> idiot <laughs> <laughs> I put it on and I'm like, I've got a, I had like a plain white t-shirt I slept in. I was like, oh, I need to put on a t-shirt to lounge in today. I need to put on a t-shirt that makes me feel like I've fucked America. <laughs> the, the thing I didn't understand about this movie, Mikey, was that while the monster was attacking her, why was she not yelling about how it was fake and it was a hoax and this isn't real? People who believe in you are sheeple. She does. She says it's Antifa. Like multiple times. And I'm like, bitch, what? First of all, it's only one person. Secondly, Antifa's not really real. Like, not in the way that she believes it is. But secondly, what conspiracy theory is like Antifa are actually zombies? Paige, what? Just, just start. Paige, just start. Let's just jump into it. Thank let's, you for turning yeah. into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, Mikey made us watch a right-wing think piece called Dashcam. Dash okay, are you guys ready for me to unpack why I picked this movie? I can't wait until you tell us your next pick, the fucking My Son Hunter movie that, like, <laughs> Breitbart fucking produced. First off, this movie does nothing to try to sell that point of view. In fact, it leans into how big of an asshole this protagonist is. I would agree with you if she was not that way in real life. I would agree with you if she was acting. No, but that makes it even worse because the it's the director of Host, and I picked it because he's doing his next film is based on a Stephen King short, and he got an actual budget for it. Okay. Oh, he's gonna finally make a good movie. Cool. Host is a fucking good movie. Host is an okay movie. I remember Host, and I remember it being way better than this. Yes. He made both of them with shoestring budgets in 2020, and yeah. he wanted to do another. Like he did. He's like Host was. Like, like people who were like super like respectful and doing what they were supposed to do during lock lockdown. He's like, I wanted to do the opposite side of the coin. And I wanted to do it with a protagonist who was a fucking asshole. And every decision she made is what put her in that situation. And she could have got out at any time being a decent person, which I think is an interesting concept to make a film on. Cause he's like, I want people to remember what it's like on, cause he made it during the election as well. And he's like, I wanted, he's like, I wanted to make a film that is like that, like that captures this moment, which I was like, that's fucking insanity. And I think because of, it, it becomes kind of a Mikey movie because I think it is scary. Yes. But also, like, this choice drives it to a place that is weird. He picks an actress like that, but also, like... She's not an actress, yeah, by the she's, way. The, the problem is she's not acting. If she was acting, it would have been better. <laughs> and then she coughs at the end. So I'm pretty sure the film's saying she also catches COVID because she's an <laughs> asshole in the movie. Oh, no. She caught what whatever was going around. Yeah, but it wasn't COVID. It was the monster thing. No, 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 no. I think she caught COVID. Did you watch the credits? She yeah, lives. she lives. <sighs> and, and, yeah. and the fact that this movie is 80 minutes and the last 10 and a half minutes are her freestyle rapping the credits, I was fucking furious. I hated this movie so much, Mike. I did like the last Ugh. 10 minutes, though. <laughs> 
So if you unpack it of what he's trying to do, he's trying to make like a Disney's Jungle Safari ride where the guy who comes on and fake fights the rhinoceros or whatever, a crazy Trump COVID denying person, which is such an interesting concept to make a film about because every decision she makes is objectively terrible in every situation. The film says it's objectively terrible. Every other character hates her. Every other character is more sympathetic. It's such an interesting way to make a scary movie. And I, I do think the body horror is pretty effective. It is. And like, the jump scares are pretty effective. Like, the scary parts of this movie are super scary. That's one of the reasons yeah. I hated this movie. Annie is the rest of the reason I hated this movie. And I do believe, Mikey, that the director wanted you to hate that person. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I get that. And, like, she didn't even go to the premiere because she didn't get vaccinated. Because he did the premiere in a vaccination-only theater. Theater. Honestly, Which, I love that for him. That makes yeah. me love him so much. Like picking That's a theater really where you yeah, know sweet. the star of your movie will not be able to show up because like, she's a right wing MAGA fucking loser. That's amazing. That is the kind of madness yeah. a Mikey movie takes to make. You know what I'm saying? That's bringing Mikey movies into the real world. And I am <laughs> yeah. here for that, Savage. I am here for you, sir. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Name another final girl. Who is an asshole like this person in a way? Like I prefer not to. I wish it didn't happen. No, I don't think it'll ever be done again. But it could I mean, like, it makes it kind of unique among films of like they went this direction. And now I I don't think it does it any favors. I'm not saying that. No, it makes the movie bad and hard to watch. I'm saying yeah. it, it warrants discussion because it is an interesting concept for me watching a movie where I actively hate the protagonist. Like Dexter and you and like Silence of the Lambs, they do they like bend over backwards for you to like have a connection with the protagonist who is a serial killer or a bad guy or make him charming or anything like that. Yeah, like they're written in good ways. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. now you get the opposite where like this person is just that person you hate right now in 2020 and they're going to go through some horror stuff. And the chat room, like per like everything perfectly captures the moment of like the internet in that time frame of like the chat room is like with her like oh these mass like like the whole chat is, is super interesting what they do with that there's some easter eggs in the chat that i i just that i caught while i was going mm -hmm. through because there's no fun facts for this by the way i had to like deep dive the main character's instagram to find anything oh i bet that was a nightmare page it was a fucking nightmare <laughs> to find out she's my fucking neighbor yeah oh god and, and you guys you guys can correct me on this because i i did a little i i read about this after i watched it because i was like what the fuck is like how did this happen because when i watch a movie where i'm like how did this happen i have to like see what happened so like he made host which got big he made it on like nothing Right. And he kind of sold to Blumhouse. He goes, I have this idea for another one I want to make right now, but it just takes like a little bit of money. Blumhouse just gave him the money and he just started making it immediately after host. But this money, the, like when you say Blumhouse gave him the money, this budget is nothing for Blumhouse. No, like yeah. it is such he a small that. budget. Says, yeah. Yeah. And he can do so much with a small budget. I'm really hoping his next film is like a big because it's like a it's page is what we like. It's like a haunted house film with like two girls and there's an evil entity in the house. And okay. I want to see his take on that kind of film. Mm. Nope, no politics in it. it. It's based on a short story by Stephen King. Todd, do you want to go first before I launch into a lecture? Sure. This movie feels to me like it was written by an 8chan church shooter. Like, it's it's just <laughs> so insane. Like, everything about this movie's main character is insane and unlikable. And I got so mad that the lady who was chasing them with the shotgun 
did not have better aim. Like her aim is like yeah. a stormtrooper, and that was infuriating. <laughs> yeah. When literally when Stretch gets killed, I was like, oh, well, this movie is over for me because there is no longer a character that I want to see alive at the end of this movie. In fact, when she is alive at the end of this movie, it just made me mad. I was like, oh, this is stupid. I hate everything about this. Also, like the movie is, I'll say the effects are done well. The body horror is done well. Like I hated it. It is super scary. But the fact that they are literally teleporting all around London to serve whatever scene we're going into next is like just bad filmmaking for me. Like there is nothing that ties like sections of this world together. It's just like, oh, I thought we were on the street. How are we now on a bridge over a, a lake? How are okay? Now we're in the water. Okay, now we're at a house. Like literally, just jumping from like areas to areas was very frustrating for me. But whatever. It, this movie was hard to watch for two reasons: because it was super scary, and I hated everyone in it. <laughs> I know it's like they made a movie to make Todd mad, and like that's one of the reasons I picked it. <laughs> they made a movie to make everyone mad, and that's one of the reasons why I'm about to launch into a lecture. Not everyone, Paige, and that's the fucking problem. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not everyone, Paige. There was a ton of people who really thought this dude the mesh mask that she's wearing when she gets on the airplane i've seen people wearing that mesh mask like here i know people with that mask well here's the thing there were people that thought that but it, it wasn't necessarily the people who watched this movie because this movie got some rough reviews as it should have <laughs> i would like to start my lecture by reading from one of them because i felt like it most encapsulated a lot of what i felt from the movie so uh this is from uh the rap their review in 2021 after toronto international film festival the problem with making the protagonist of your horror movie an unlikable human being is that at the risk of being redundant the protagonist of your movie is an unlikable human being and some might find hardy's character amusing but your mileage will vary based on your personal preference. They go on to say or, or get into, we're trapped with her the whole time. She yep. still makes everyone, everything worse for everybody, especially although the movie seems unwilling to discuss this directly as a plot point or even a theme, all of the people of color she encounters. She may not be invulnerable to the violence, but she gets to inflict or at least callously film or indirectly cause the suffering of so many undeserving people that if the film didn't have a point to make, it would be hard to recommend it, which is why it's incredibly frustrating that at the end of the day, it doesn't seem to have much of a point to make. Yeah. It's a mean little joke horror of a movie where the worst people seem to live longest and endure no consequences. Uh, just like real life. Yeah, but here's my frustration with it. And I'll start by saying some good things about the director and what they've done previously and what they're doing in this movie. For me, host is okay. But one of the most effective parts of hosts were structuring the scares in a digital media that is mm -hmm. not being used in films and hasn't been used in films yet. I thought the way they used Zoom was super inventive. I thought that the characterization was the weakest point of the movie. And I think that is definitely the case with this movie. I think a lot of this movie is improv. I think a lot of host was improv too, as far as dialogue. Yeah. And that really makes it a tough watch. Now, what I do love about this movie, and there are some things that I do, the use of Twitch as a medium is underutilized in film and is interesting. I do respect this director's ability and drive to use unconventional digital media in a film landscape. I also think that the monster in this movie and the horror in this movie 
is very good, much like the scares in Host are good. But this is an hour-long movie, essentially. Yep. Like, because of movie, it's an hour. And we spend almost 30 minutes with the most unlikable person on film ever with nothing furthering our story. It's just 30 minutes to establish how much of a shitbag she is. Yeah. Yeah. It's bonkers. It is. It makes me mad because the horror movie in the back 30, her commentary aside, the horror movie in the back 30 of this movie is fucking great and super interesting. And if you just made her a delivery driver that was just Uh almost an inoffensive protagonist just in general, this would be one of the best found footage movies in recent years and people would be talking about it that way. Yeah. That's what drives me nuts. This is such a frustrating choice. It is contrarianism for contrarianism's sake and that's childish and stupid is what I'm going to say. I don't think I have seen a movie in a long time swing so hard at something like a a concept and miss like this because I agree with you. I think the horror parts work so well. Yes. They're all well thought out and well made. The effects are great. All that stuff. And like, this one decision is it just tilts everything. And I think that is so fascinating. This movie shot itself in the foot so badly. And it made me like viscerally upset. And I texted you before the horror start kind mm-hmm. of started. I was texting you as the movie was going. And I literally told you that if I was not watching this for the show, I would have turned it off five minutes. Yeah. In. Yeah. Yeah. I would have never gotten through. I, I have to talk to a lot of people with a lot of different opinions than me in my day to day life uh, in a lot of different aspects. So I have to hold wa- I have to hold that water and be like neutral a lot. But I have my own opinions inside, you know, but this like this film i was just watching it as like a character like a study of like this is so bonk it's just, it's such a bonkers decision like i was like we have to talk about it because it's so crazy and then the director actively from what i've read about it like he doesn't agree with that like why would he make a film like it it's so interesting and like as like a character like a study i agree with you 100 i just think it's like super interesting that they did this i don't i it frustrates me it makes me mad it's like a waste of good filmmaking to me that's what makes it interesting i'm like that is such a misstep how interesting i guess i don't know i wish i hadn't had to watch it here's what drives me nuts i genuinely liked the last 30 and like because of the last 30 this is not a one on the scary scale for me like this was a genuinely scary movie but like i can't recommend this to anybody because no one should have to sit through the first 30 and it's not even just that she has different opinions the character is making choices that no human would make oh Paige, i'm gonna disagree with that i mean so some of the like the early ones sure but then at a certain point there, I mean, the the times that she keeps filming and posting and then oh, the, see, the choice to with. continue to try and put Angela in the car after I was like, drive away. Like, oh, my God, what are we doing? She's doing it for the views, bro. Yeah. Having made my living off of Twitch for a good number of years, one of the reasons I stopped is because the people I was associating with or having to surround myself with were people who weren't like right wing crazy, but were the kind of people that would like go out into public and like create drama for the views right oh i hate because yeah me too because that's what gets you to like them like you're literally creating content for 13 and 14 year olds like that is your target audience when you're on twitch and that's one of the main reasons i stopped streaming full-time i just did not want to do that anymore but i know a lot of people personally 
who would have made sort of every choice she made along the way. The stuff that really bothered me about the choices that were being made was when like Stretch took her phone and was like walking through the woods with it. I'm like, Stretch would never do that. Stretch would never yeah. care. But I mean, she would. I did buy that she would yeah. because I've been to TwitchCon. I know these motherfuckers. Like, I know them personally. <laughs> yeah, at a certain point, she's so selfish and uh, like when when Gemma, the girlfriend, is like, I'm going to kick her out of the house. I was like, do it. <laughs> like she, Leave her on the streets. Just get her as far away from you and your property as possible. She is toxic. Like, holy shit. It frustrates me because I feel like that one choice ruined a potentially amazing creature feature. Yeah. I mean, I will openly tell people not to watch this movie because it is yeah. scary. But there are better versions of this that don't show you that the only person that can survive an event like this is crazy MAGA idiots. Yeah, and, and not only that, but she's the only one that survives. And every single person she hurts or kills along the way is a person of color and a liberal. Yes. In most cases. Yeah. Except for the bride and groom that she runs into. I hated that. Yeah, same. Jason Blum's pretty to the left. And so I was like, how yeah. did this get made? So I like I yeah. went down this rabbit hole of like, why did these decisions? Because I was with you because I was like, the way this film presents is like, this is like, like Todd's saying, like this, like like my son Hunter or whatever film. I'm like, this is crazy. But like, it's not that. They're like making a, they tried to make a parody. I don't know. I get, they failed. It's not a parody. Because there's no satire or any nope. any statement to it. Like, no, that's the, what's so frustrating. There is a statement and it is that this person's line of thinking will save your life. Yeah. And if you're a person of color or a liberal because you have compassion for your neighbors, you will die. That is the statement of this movie. Yeah, I don't think it's the intended statement, but that's definitely what ends up on screen. I don't care what the intended statement is. If yeah, this exactly. is what's on screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bonkers. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. I hated every aspect of this movie. And it was scary. Like, as far as, like, the premise of our show is concerned, I hated this movie because it was scary. <laughs> I covered my eyes a lot of this movie. I shook my head a lot, but that was mainly because Annie was on screen and being herself as a person. <laughs> and... I just couldn't deal with it. I was like, oh, my God, this fucking lady is insane. My <laughs> hatred of Annie made the movie less scary for me. Same. Because I was actively like rooting for it to get her. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Which, which like changed. Like, I was like, man, I hope Stretch lives and she gets murdered and he grabs the camp. Like I, I was thinking that there would be like a turn like that. It was very I'd not watched a horror movie like that. That's why I, want, I wanted to discuss it because there hasn't been a lot of podcasts. I don't think that I've done because I think it's I know. I mean, it's kind of a little controversial, I guess, for sure. But I think I think I've never seen a horror movie. I've seen bad horror movies, but not like such missteps that like yeah. ruin your whole film because i i knew watching it the first time i was like people are going to hate this and they do because of the protagonist it's so interesting here's my frustration though like this is what drives me nuts because i'm like of two minds about this movie because like it's so frustrating she's oh you want to slap her the whole first 30 minutes take the COVID stuff out she's an asshole to the core asshole the entire time and then the horror element starts kicking in and it's like legitimately scary and i'm like yeah yeah so when stretch climbs the tree and falls out and the camera still is on mm -hmm. and you watch her float yeah to the ground at that point i was like oh i'm fucking in it like this is yeah. actually a good movie i wish we could edit her out of it because the like, stuff it does so well it does so like the stuff it doesn't say but you kind of use like the cult around her yeah, which we like, only see for like two seconds and have like no other yeah. info like what is happening 
all that stuff's done so well. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, it's good because it's also surprising. Like, it's not the thing that you thought it was going to be necessarily. It doesn't telegraph it directly. Like, what's that one woman's connection to it in the restaurant? Like, I have so many questions after this. When that hand comes out of Angela's mouth, I freaked the fuck out the first time. Is it a hand or was it like a thing type tentacle? I don't fucking know. I thought it was a thing type tentacle, but I mean, it could have been a hand, Mikey. I'm not, it could be It was that other creature crawling out of her body. Yes, it was. Okay. Absolutely it was. And it was fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. It's, that's the part that I'm like, this is fucking great. It's such a contradictory movie where like all of that stuff is like almost like a nine and well made. Yes. With this element. That's a one in choice. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, this is crazy. But it makes the whole movie a one. Not a one on the scary scale. I should clarify. Yeah. It makes it shitty. Like, it makes this movie unwatchable. Because the one person who should die in the first five minutes of the movie saves herself. That is insane. Yeah. If she died at the end, would we feel the same way? I thought she was going to die at the end. If she died and Stretch lived, I'd be fine with it. That's what I thought was going to happen. Because then it would have a uplifting-ish sort of message about like, hey, we should maybe believe science and like pandemics are real and you know shit like that like Stretch is the most empathetic character ever of like you have a family member or like such a close friend who went the other way during those times and you're just like I don't want to hate my family but it's happening you know what I mean like I felt for Stretch in a way that I mean I felt bad for Stretch because this bitch just shows up at his house in London opens the fucking door and slaps him in the face and they don't immediately kill her like that made me so fucking mad she has like no personal boundaries that are not like her own it is a lack of empathy really like she like a lot of people in the party have no empathy and that is why they have the views and beliefs that they believe and that is in fucking furiating i like your perspective from streaming that twitch streaming has turned her into a monster a little no bit. i'm not a monster it hasn't helped it probably no but like i, I, I think wherever you start it pushes you wherever but like yeah. yeah 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 so one of the reasons i stepped back from it was because i could see myself becoming like this terrible person <laughs> right and i could see other people along that journey who were like further along than me and honestly were making a shitload of money being terrible you know and like there is a draw to want to make a shitload of money but i just couldn't I I couldn't walk around like downtown San Diego and like cause scenes like that was not yeah. like what I wanted to do. And I, I or Nashville, but I was in San Diego at the time. I just did not want to be that person. Are you saying that fame is the tentacle thing inside of all of us? Well, <laughs> yes. Here's what I will say as somebody who is a- around creative people a lot and-, and people who become famous and whatever fame and exposure and visibility enhances who you already were in ways that you don't always expect too. where parts of you that you don't think come into play in your performance get escalated or aggravated by that additional visibility. Like you may find that that you hate dealing with that many people who like look at you. And I would say that's the healthier response to be like, I don't like that this many people have this many eyes on me and I I find it suffocating. However, there are people who instead of worrying about that level of visibility thrive on the attention and take that as validation. Yeah. And you really shouldn't because these people don't actually know you. It is just 
a group of people who are going to yes and everything you do. And some people lean into that and the crowd mentality yep. spins it into something horrible. And so you will see people that seemed relatively normal uh, get famous or, or get attention and turn into fucking monsters. And it's because they listen to the echo chamber of the people who love them. On the flip side, you'll see people get super famous and get very withdrawn, but be the same person they always were, if that makes sense. And mm -hmm. it's really one of the two. It, people go either way. I thought this movie would have been super interesting if she got more views for having those beliefs, like lean into that crowd like a lot of yeah. people do. And during the moments it's not streaming, she like goes back. But that would when have been she's streaming, she plays it up. I See, I would have actually been here for that. Yeah. Like, that would have been more nuanced. Yeah, yeah. I think if there was a script, it could have. It probably would have gone something like that. Hey, well, and here's the thing. I don't know that there wasn't. I feel like there wasn't. But, I mean, I, there's definitely at least an outline for some of it. Yeah, there was a rough outline. Sure, yeah. I know someone who used to do comedy, and I guess still kind of does in a weird way. But in the middle of pandemic, decided that they did not believe any of the mask stuff, that it was all a hoax, all a conspiracy, moved to Texas and now is on Infowars pretty regularly. That makes sense. But we're still like Instagram friends. So I just see her come up on Instagram all the time. Oh, I didn't realize you were a friend with the main character in this movie. Um, <laughs> She was one of those people that it was like she desperately wanted to be liked yep. all the time. That's what was so important to her was being liked by others. And the more validation she gets with the conspiracy stuff, the worse it gets. Mm -hmm. Where it started out with her being like, I don't really like masks. And people were like, that's right. And then it, now it's like, not only do I not like masks, Hollywood is stealing children for adrenochrome. And it's like, oh my God, like, what are we doing here? Like, I'll say that. this about adrenochrome. It's delicious and it keeps me young, so I'll yeah. never stop doing it. <laughs> Why do you think I still look 23? Exactly, Paige. You know how many dead kids <laughs> went into me looking good in this t-shirt? Three. <laughs> okay. That's a lower number than I assumed. That's fine. Yeah, Thanks yeah. Thanks for breaking that out for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like in this movie, her Twitch, like the, the commenters. It's that, the echo, it, that's it's the echo, the echo chamber. chamber. Yes. The one thing that's not political that I liked about the Twitch chat is the running joke of it's right behind you. That <laughs> I did love it's right behind you, especially when that starts happening and it <laughs> yeah. is right behind people. I did love the running joke of show me your tits. Show me your tits was also really that funny. Is something <laughs> that like I know a lot of awesome streamers who are like not like this at all, but like just happen to be a female who likes to play games and is like streaming and they like they won't dress provocatively. They literally think about that going in like they'll wear yeah. shirts that come all the way up to their neck or whatever. And they'll still get that shit like being a woman online is so much more difficult than being a man online. And there's no better place to see that <laughs> than on than on Twitch because like it's just a nightmare for women on Twitch and the people who stick it out and like are great streamers. I have a lot of respect for those people. There's also and I, I tried to catch them when I could because you can't read the chat the whole time. There's just no way. No, um, but there's a lot of horror callbacks in the chat. And so I'll read them as we go, because some of them are timed pretty fucking perfectly. And I did. And so that's why ugh, there is so much thoughtful, good shit in this movie that's ruined by this character. And I hate it so much. Yeah, maybe we should just get into it and go through it scene by scene so we can get through this infuriating movie that Mikey made us watch. For the freaks! It leads to interesting in-depth discussion. And also, it's like someone designed a movie that Todd would hate in a way that, like, gross stuff, scary stuff, yeah. 
political stuff. I was like, yeah. man, yeah. this is going to trigger Todd in a way that he's never been triggered before. <laughs> if you put everything I hate into a garbage bag, which is where it belongs, <laughs> and then shook it up and then poured it into a movie, this would be that movie. It's basically made for you. I would like to go ahead and just publicly apologize for this movie <laughs> since apparently it was made just for me. I feel somewhat responsible for you guys having to watch it. They've also been to England and they talk about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get into this fucking movie so we can talk about it scene by scene. I would also like to let people know that I am drinking C4 pink starburst flavor. If you drink the C4 really fast, your face tingles. Yes, that has happened to me before. That <laughs> happens to me when I drink pre-workout. Like before I go for a run or before I lift, I'll drink pre-workout and my face will start tingling during the workout. And I'm like, oh, I'm so strong. Lifting like like doing <laughs> curls with like 25 pound things. So I, it happened to me on a road trip where I was trying to stay awake all night. Oh. And, and so my face and my body started tingling and I was like, am I having a heart attack? <laughs> like I just immediately <laughs> went to paranoia. I, I was <laughs> riding in the police car like every morning when i ride with them like the first thing we do is like go get energy drinks at a gas station yeah and then i like chugged it because i was like super sleepy and then we had a call and i'm like hey do you need help and i'm like okay i gotta calm down i was like i'm scaring the people i'm trying to help here yeah i was like my fingertips are tingling and they're like are you okay man one day we went and got energy drinks and like i knocked it on something in the police car because there's a lot of like shit in there and like it started leaking out the bottom and the officer's like just shotgun it and i was like <laughs> So like, I, sh I shotgunned it. The car next to me is like, what is happening? Because they're like looking at me and I'm like, you're just like shotgunning energy drinks. In a cop car. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, these people have tanks? What are we doing? They have tanks and they're shotgunning monster energy drinks or whatever. I'm the most hyped therapist in the world. Woo! Let me fix your dad issues. Woo! <laughs> Let's move into the movie, though. Let's just talk about the fucking movie. Okay, so we open on the Blumhouse intro that always scares Todd. How was it for you this time, Todd? I fucking hate it every time, Paige. Every time I hate it. <laughs> Have you gotten better with that? No, he hasn't. That's why I took notes of it. I was fucking like, hate it this. every time. It's, like, creepy. It's almost as creepy as, like, the Nope intro where, like, you see, like, the Gordy stuff. You don't really realize that they're showing you the Gordy stuff. Like, that was creepy, too. But this one's always creepy for me. Um, I also liked, I don't know if you notice the director the guy who made host his production company is listed and his production company is boo earns production yeah like if you're a massive simpsons fan that's hilarious <laughs> so we open on her starting her twitch stream and she's watching a naked guy ride his bike and she's just kind of driving and this is where she introduces the element of band car where she has an improvised music show in her car where she asks for suggestions from the chat and then she makes songs about it. Yeah. And at this point, we don't know how much of an asshole she is. So it's like not offensive yet. You're just like, okay, we're getting into it. All right. That's a good idea. But it's not offensive for the first 15 seconds. And then for the right. rest of the movie, it is offensive. <laughs> yeah. Then she starts singing about incest for no reason. I'm like, yeah. why is, what is happening? And this is 100% why I don't talk to my Republican family members anymore, because you cannot stop them from like improving songs at you. And I just can't <laughs> abide that sort of stuff. Like you're I a very musical guy. So I don't know if you're joking. I honestly, when I saw that, like she was this sort of creative and funny and silly, I was like, shit, I'm sort of here for this because this is something that Paige and I do all the time, right? Like we will like yeah. make up songs about the movie we're watching or whatever. So when she's talking about that, I was like, oh, 
cool. Like, this is something that I right. would be super into. And then she's talking about how this guy's not fucking her as good as her dad does. I was like, oh, I'm out immediately. I hate everything about this person. <laughs> like, I've, I've never done, like, a 180 as fast as I did in this movie. Yeah, well, and especially because they, like, introduced the concept of band car. Yeah. Like, her show. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> like, love that'd it. be so much fun. And then she's just like fucking dads and i was like wait no 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 right <laughs> like i'm out immediately <laughs> and it wasn't just like fucking dads like dilfs it was fucking her dad it was straight up incest right yeah and she brings it back a couple different times about incest and specifically fucking her dad which by the way she is a musical artist like the woman in this movie yeah she's like the von trapp's aunt who got really into hitler <laughs> <laughs> well there's not a ton of fun facts to this movie so I went and found her Instagram. Don't go find her. Don't hurt her. Don't anything. Just leave her be. This movie is definitely a heightened version of her. Um, but she is a mu musical artist. And her band's music actually plays over the, the credits that are not improv by her. And it's not terrible. Like, I was kind of here for it. Uh, but she definitely took a weird turn during pandemic and she holds a lot of these beliefs on forge uh she definitely seems to be from her instagram it would suggest a bit of a conspiracy theorist at a minimum and definitely anti-mask anti-vax it's a lot but one of their early songs in the band like she had titled something like you don't fuck me as good as my dad does you don't fuck me like my dad yeah you don't fuck me like my dad i found that too yeah it's a callback for her to the point where i'm like have you talked to somebody about that like yeah like what happened with your dad that makes you do this and here's the thing i feel like it's one of two things either one uh maybe something really bad happened and this oh, is her yeah. way of coping with it i mean that could be that's not my theory on it though i i not my take i think it's she's an edgelord yep yes yeah, that is my that's, theory that's yep. what i thought yep, too. Yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. Mm -hmm. she's like i have to say the most shocking thing so people will talk to other people about me do you know her favorite horror movie what's her favorite horror movie audition boom oh my god is that a real fact no I'm oh but it feels up. like that yeah okay okay yeah okay it does feel like she would cut off someone's foot and throw it at a glass door. Yeah, but I feel like I run into a lot of people like this at Roast Battle who don't understand what Roast Battle's about. And also don't really understand what comedy is. Right, because they'll just get up and say something shocking with no craft to it. And they'll be like, I don't under, like, I'm doing the same thing as you. And I'm like, no, you're not. Like, I'm working on crafting and writing a joke that it doesn't necessarily need to be the most shocking if it's the best written. Like, that's where we're at. Like, you can write really good jokes about more mundane things and still win. Like, you are missing the point. And a lot of people struggle with that where they're like, why didn't you just call them the R word? And I'm like, because that's not as funny as implying that his hands are Italian. Like, you know, like whatever, like there's a million different things that you could say and just saying the most shocking thing is not effective. Yeah, <laughs> because Internet humor is not real humor. Right. Yeah. It doesn't make actual audiences laugh. That's why TikTok stars would get spots on comedy shows. They'd be like, I don't know if you know, I got like a bajillion followers and then they just bomb like so hard. <laughs> it was real frustrating to watch. No offense to any of us because Paige, you do this successfully, but like mm. I've seen podcasters try and do that and it just does not go well because the skill yeah. set to be able to podcast well is I can see how it is somewhat related, but it is very different than stand up. Like I don't do stand up because I would not be good at that. Yeah, I cannot stand up for long periods of time. <laughs> <laughs> My legs hurt. Mikey's got a five-minute set, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, people think it doesn't take any 
any practice and it doesn't take any preparation or work. Sure. It's that same kind of feeling of like, oh, I just get up and say crazy things. No. No, stand up super different than this. I, yes. I would be so scared to do stand up. I, I would love to try one time because I like to try things that are scary, you know, like push myself. But like Paige, that's that's way more in your realm. I feel super uncomfortable. I would feel super uncomfortable doing that. I'd say every I mean, it's worth going to an open mic for everyone to try it once. Uh, I think most people will immediately hate it. <laughs> that's normal. <laughs> Like, honestly, I think but. if you hate doing stand up, you're a normal person. Like, I, yeah. I think it's weird to want to do stand up. Like, oh, yeah, there's definitely a weird thing about you if you if yeah. you enjoy it. And I mean, that sort of as a compliment, like it's not a bad thing. It can be a bad thing. It takes a different kind of person. I mean, it can be a bad thing, like doing Twitch to the level that she does it is a bad thing mm-hmm. in this movie. Right. But yeah. it's not always a bad thing. Same with live streaming. Same with podcasting. It's different skill sets. It is. Yeah. It's different muscles. You got to like train up twitch streaming would be a different kind of animal because you're on there for like three hours trying to see be that's the kind of shit i don't want to do like mm-hmm. although i've been thinking about doing a plus size fashion twitch and i was like is this just inviting the trolls maybe but like i talked to uh the stylist i work with sometimes and she was like yeah i'd be down to come on so like i might do something like that that's such a like you know refined concept i think that would be very successful you will get trolls in there 100 percent. if you want me to i'll mod that stream or those streams for you because i can <laughs> okay. get rid of that immediately i do think a lot of our like listeners and, and viewers would love that and they would be the majority of the people who were like checking out that stream but right. you would get like some people like trying to fat shame you and just being assholes because you exist online as a woman and apparently that offends them like that's the kind of incel behavior that is common on twitch and all the other live streaming platforms too well and i get a lot of this this might be too inside baseball but because i roast battle i get a lot of people who are just like you're a fat fucking whale and i'm like i'm not answering you and they're just like but you're a roast battler you can't take it and i'm like uh, we're not battling i don't know you no one paid me to be here (laughs) Yeah, if you are a fencer who dueled people, people don't come up to you on the street and try to stab you with their sword. Yeah, oh, my God, though. I love that sketch idea, though. Yeah, like, right? If you are a known fencing personality, which we don't have enough of those. I need more known fencing personalities in my life. I want to, like, just chase you down the street with the... I mean, they are, like, they have little balls on the end. It wouldn't hurt if right. you got hit with it. I mean, it would probably sting, but it wouldn't cut you, right? But, like, just running up to Mikey, who's just drinking his coffee at a Starbucks and, like, going, ha, and stabbing him in the chest with that would be so fucking funny to me. Yeah, people are like, I like the podcast. I'm like, yeah, do you? Are you as dumb as I am? I don't think so. <laughs> Mikey, I don't think anyone is. And that's why I love you. I don't know. I don't listen to other ones, so I don't know. I have nothing to compare it to. Oh, so you only listen to this podcast? That's nice to hear. Yeah. yeah. I include that in the other ones. So which one do you listen to? You you actually do listen to one that's not ours. <laughs> I, I, to that. I, I haven't listened to that Smallville one. <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) These are very embarrassing facts for you. This is why I have a saved episode of Josh Horowitz, who, like, interviews all the celebrities, has a podcast where he interviewed Henry Cavill, where Henry Cavill just literally talks about Lord of the Rings for, like, an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking nerd, man. Anyway. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I love him. Like, he is super attractive and handsome, but he's also, like, he built his own computer. And that's, like, kind of nerd shit that I do. I get it, guys. You wish I was Henry Cavill. Fine. (laughs) 
fine. I'm going to get into painting minifigs. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Mikey, if you were Henry Cavill, the show would be doing way better. Oh, so much. So would I. I would be doing way better. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back into the movie, though. We got. We, we, it's, it's only an hour long. We've got time to bullshit on this. Uh, we've already been talking for an hour, and we're like a minute into the movie, which I guess is super common, so we're fine. We're fine. My yeah, bad. yeah. I mean, we did spend <laughs> half an hour rage screaming about this film. That is true. Anyway, so... We cut to her house where she is packing and deliberately packs her Trump hat. Yeah. But she does have a kitty, which is her real life cat, by the way. Aw, I feel bad for that cat immediately. One fun fact. A lot of this film was filmed on their iPhones and they like sent them to each other to edit or whatever. That does not surprise me at all. Mm -hmm. But I feel bad for that cat because there's no way she wouldn't wrap that cat in a plastic bag and suck all the air out of it for views. Like that's the kind of person she is. I mean- I hope that she is not the next Luca Magnata. <laughs> That's horrifying. I love that you know the person's name I was referencing. Of course referencing. I do. I love that documentary, but it's hard to watch. I find Ugh. the Luca Magnata case particularly terrifying. Yeah, same. But he do- he definitely was one of those people who was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes for likes and to get famous. And that's how he ends up killing a guy with an ice pick. Yep. Unfortunately, this cat died when she caught COVID in England and came back and gave it to the cat. It was just, <laughs> oh. and then, she, then she changed her ways. Yeah, she got cat vid. Our cat caught COVID with us when we caught it. He's okay, though. Because his mom's not an idiot. <laughs> you know what? Thank you. I once watched a guy lick his own cat's butt for likes. I'm not making wow. that okay. up. Okay. Okay. So your perspective on this movie is making it make a lot more sense to me. You can, I, I bet you can still find that video online. It's Phantom Lord. If you search for Phantom no. Lord licks cat's that. butt, he br- picks his cat up. No. Freshly pooped or had the cat already done it once over? Paige, the cat was just existing in his house like a kitty does. And the chat was like, lick its butt. And he said, yes, and I will. No. Yeah. They should have said nice dance. <laughs> so Twitch is basically the modern geek show. I don't know what the geek show is, but oh, yes. So in carnivals, they would have a geek who would like eat live chickens and stuff. This is a very dark carnival fun fact for y'all. Yeah. They were like severely addicted to drugs and they wouldn't oh, give them drugs yeah. unless they did stuff like bite the head off this chicken. Yeah. Put put out the song Crazy Train. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Humanity, man. It's been this way for the whole time. Oh, yeah. When you like leave high school and you're like, man, I'm so glad I'm done with all these immature people causing drama. And then you start your first job and you're like, holy shit, everything is like high school. It's like the worst like realization you could ever have. It's different because you can draw your own boundaries more and you have. more. Yes. I mean, it's way better than high school because you're literally trapped with no rights in high school. But But you're still going to run into people. Yeah. You're still going to run into terrible people. That's like a common thing. You're still going to run into people who licked a cat's asshole and then paid taxes and vote like that's unacceptable to me if you're living in 2022 and you don't know humanity is terrible and you're finding out now like i don't know what else to tell yeah if you watch this movie and don't know that people are terrible (laughs) i knew people were terrible i didn't think they were like lick their cat's asshole terrible and that's really upsetting me what's really upsetting about that is he probably made about 1200 dollars in 45 minutes on that stream not enough. <laughs> Not enough money. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but that's like one of the, th- like being rewarded for that kind of behavior made me want to stop doing Twitch. Yeah. I never did that, but like seeing that as like, oh wow, he's like a more popular than me and he's like eating his cat's ass. Like, I don't want to be a part of this community. Yeah. Anyway, so one of the things that people mentioned online uh, about this movie a lot is that 
there's no indication that she has left anyone to care for the cat. There isn't. <laughs> yeah, like she doesn't seem to leave the keys. I like to think that as a cat owner and someone who loves the cat, that she has somebody coming to feed that cat. Did you not watch the rest of this movie, Paige? That cat is dead when she gets home. I know, and it's so upsetting. I hope that even within the craziness that at least a neighbor or something was like, it keeps meowing. Break down the door. (laughs) something. I don't know. Anyway, she goes through her bedroom, which has more crosses than like I I grew up in a religious family and I think her bedroom has more crosses than all of my extended family members own <laughs> like it was a Christian bookstore amount of crosses <laughs> on one wall yeah it was a I get my income from Lifeway books amount of crosses like it was a lot right and I listen I uh, I don't prescribe to the beliefs that you guys prescribe to and I know a lot of people that do and they have across maybe two in their house i feel like that is normal if you're a christian person yeah i feel like that's normal but to have 30 over your bed is weird no that you only do that if you're possessed that's too much (laughs) of anything in one room right it's a conjuring two level of crosses yes and also a lot of crosses for someone who sings that much about incest well i don't know about that actually either you're super devoted to the bible and you're like we're living the way the old testament exactly i was about to say the old testament had a lot to say about uh incest and stuff so maybe or the crosses maybe don't mean that much to you uh who knows (laughs) she is definitely someone that uses her religion to hurt other people and doesn't necessarily follow its beliefs yeah it does seem that way yeah uh she rolls up to lax which is empty except for one coughing woman that they have blurred now here's the thing empty lax is a dream that never happens it was only possible during covid yeah one of the things i didn't like about this movie is that they blurred the faces of the people who were in public because right that is not what would happen if you were being broadcast on twitch she's actually not on twitch she's on uh you know they don't want to pay for like the yeah the branding of twitch or whatever so it's fine she's on bitch Boom! She's oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that Meredith Brooks had her own streaming platform, but I'm here for it. <laughs> but I, I really think that she's just filming in LAX during lockdown, so that's why I have to I blur think so. those faces. She yeah. is. My point is, it makes her not as like terrible as she really is being. Uh, and I understand like the limitations of having to do that because you couldn't get her to sign a release. That lady was just literally waiting for her flight. You know? Yeah. Well, and, and I'm sure if you went up to that lady and were like, "Please sign this release." A, you might catch whatever she's coughing about, but B, she'd (laughs) be like, fuck you. I'm just sitting at the airport. No, like, exactly. You don't have permission to film here. (laughs) Right. Anyway, so she gets on a Virgin Airlines flight, which, by the way, pretty expensive flight to England, but probably one of the few that you could get as a red eye at the last minute. Yeah. So she goes to England. She's got the crazy mask on. She gets to Stretch's house and Stretch's house has a sign that says all lives won't matter until black lives do. Great. And she finds his set of keys under a rock and is kind of muttering to herself about it Yeah. to the point where I was like, is she trying to say that like you would hide the keys there because someone would pick up a rock to throw it through the window or is that just where the keys are? I don't know. That's just where the keys are, I think. But I don't know either, Paige. That's a fair question. Yeah. But she goes inside and she's basically just like, I I hope Stretch hasn't changed at all. Which, like, first of all, A, did you tell him he, you were coming? B, nope. people change over time. Like, what are you doing? Yes, it's madness. It is madness. And she goes through and she's like looking at all the pictures in the house 
and she goes upstairs and sees that he's asleep. And we can't necessarily immediately see that there's a woman next to him, although we will moments later. And she does what she calls the Silver Lake handshake, which, by the way, as someone who lives very close to Silver Lake, have never seen this happen. This is a new one for me. Oh, Paige, you don't have fucking terrible friends? No, I try not to, <laughs> oh, like, as a rule. Okay. Which, by the way, I just want to say, for people watching this that may be in Stretch's position, it is okay to break up with terrible friends. Yes. And yes. to stop talking to them. And to escort them from your house when they don't respect your boundaries. And call the cops. If they refuse to leave, yeah. yeah. So she hocks a loogie into her hand and slaps him across the face. He and his, like, live-in girlfriend. <laughs> like, this is, yeah. you know, serious relationship girlfriend. Freak the fuck out. And why wouldn't you? Because who the fuck is in your house? Like, they clearly weren't expecting her. And she's just slapping them in the... Like, she is lucky she did not get killed. Yes, I know it's England, so they don't have guns around, but like it's dark and you could easily accidentally push somebody downstairs or like hit them with something and really hurt somebody if you yeah. didn't know that they were going to be there and just surprise you in the middle of the night. It is madness that she does this. It is crazy. So we cut to the next morning at the house and she's going through their fridge and she's filming everything in their house, which yeah. I would, that is reason enough for me to be like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Get out. We don't do that here. This is yeah. my private place. <laughs> like stay away from my private place. The fact that stretches girlfriend, fiance, what living, whatever. Gemma, the victim of this film. Yes. Yeah. is like, Hey, do you want some coffee? I'll make you some coffee. Yeah. And she starts to make her coffee and then she starts to like, be just the shittiest person in the world like i was like she's making a coffee treat her with like yeah once she God. hands her like a hand sanitizer like she's putting her mask on like she's trying to be respectful and she shouldn't have to be because it's her fucking house right and honestly get the fuck out like get out yeah and and she's just like vlogging everybody. She's refusing to use the hand sanitizer. She's like got the microphone and Gemma snatches it and sanitizes it. She's like, I'm not I'm not getting COVID from this stupid bitch. Basically, right. she accuses Stretch of having what she calls a chomo beard, which is child molester beard, which he doesn't. Yeah, it just looks like a regular beard. I mean, he looks fine. Yeah. She makes up a weird story about him while they were on tour with their band putting like fruits and vegetables into groupies butts, which may be true, but it sounds like it's not true. He seems to be no. like, what? No, I've never heard this before. Yeah. He's like, this is the first I'm ever hearing about this. This is definitely not true. And she's like, ha, 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 ha. isn't this so funny? Am I not so funny, guys? Am I not funny? Tell me I'm funny. I fucking <laughs> yeah, hate her like, so much. No, aggressively not funny. <laughs> no. And everyone in the chat is like, Gemma's a bitch. And I'm like, Gemma's an adult. Yeah. And <laughs> an adult that has had a crazy person just dropped into her house without her permission. <laughs> if this was me, I'd be like, yo, stretch. Either she's out of this house immediately or you are also out of this house immediately. <laughs> like, I do love that you're assuming it's Gemma's house because it probably is. Like if he's yep, the kind of guy who is friends is. with a person like this probably is i mean she knows his address and knows where the key is which to me implies that maybe it is stretch's house and oh has yeah been for you're a right. long you time. Might be right yeah and this is where the movie falls apart for me because she goes to england because she's mad at la's covid restrictions which all england had very strict covid restrictions she should have came to nashville where covid didn't exist yeah <laughs> anywhere in the south would have been more logical i think yeah, probably. But England actually had, even though they did have very strict 
restrictions, they did have like ways to film and go to work. I And I only know this because I have like three or four different friends who went to England to film things yeah. during pandemic. Oh, interesting. So many people ended up over there because there were some accommodations made there that were not made here. So it didn't super surprise me. But as we'll see, just because they had accommodations didn't mean that they weren't being careful. Like the the scan and sign thing that she refuses to do a bunch of times. The contact tracing stuff. Yeah, the contact tracing. Anyway, we cut to her and Stretch in Stretch's car. And they're doing band car as Stretch is delivering for like Postmates, basically like food delivery. Yeah, like an Uber Eats kind of thing because he's been furloughed from his actual job and needed money. Right. And he's trying to like tell her and have like an adult conversation with her about it. And she's not listening. Well, yeah, because she's live streaming and she's playing it up for the audience. Right. And they make up a song called Butt Buffet. Yeah. And it goes on for a long time. As most buffets do. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's all you can eat. Pretty gross. But here's what's terrible. It's stuck in my head because it is catchy but terrible. Because it's like, it's a butt buffet. (laughs) Got a butt buffet. And I'm like, why are we doing this? I love that it's stuck in your head. That's hilarious. Uh, She hands him an organite pyramid. And we have to talk about this for a second. Please unpack her crystal. Like, I do love that. The anti-vax, like, pandemic-denying person is also super into healing crystals. Oh, that is very common. I oh, no. It. I mean, that's very spot on. Like, conspiracy theory people are the dumbest people you'll meet. And that's why they've fallen victim to this conspiracy theory that they're talking about. Because they're dumb. Here's the thing. I can handle some light crystal nonsense. They're pretty. Fine. Like... I can handle it insofar as people are like, I don't know, I like having them around and whatever. If they work, great. But if not, they're just rocks and it's cool and they look good on my shelf. Right. I've heard people say similar things about essential oils. They'll be like, they smell good. And if they work, cool. If they don't, I still like the smell. Who cares? That's why I own incense. Great. Yeah, same. I get that. Yeah, no problem with that. No problems. We cool. Organite is a whole different ballgame. And it's never happened But I hope someday, like I'm going to go to the cult podcast mailbox later today uh, because I have a a Garfield spider that somebody 3D printed for me uh, waiting for me, uh, among other things. I hope someday somebody sends me an orgone pyramid. I really do, uh, because we did a whole episode on people that make orgone stuff, and it's the most bonkers madness I have ever ever seen because it's not even like (laughs) oh i mined this crystal from the earth and so therefore it has ties to where i took it from the earth i'm like that kind of makes sense sure i like i disagree that that makes any difference but like whatever orgone is where they like buy a bunch of crystals on alibaba or or wish or whatever right and then they take and some people will do them as like in like cupcake molds Where they they just make like pucks of nonsense. Uh, Some people have pyramid forms, which is what she has. So they'll put like layers of like crystal, metal shavings, whatever. (laughs) And then they just do it with boat resin. So it's like this resin pyramid with crystals and like activated charcoal and metal shavings and things inside it. And they're like... It's supposed to repel orgone. Orgone isn't real. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't exist. Organ the state? No. <laughs> the state? I hear Portalone does pretty nice in orgone. You say that, but we did Geely yesterday, or we Gigli. recorded the episode for it. And dude, Jennifer Lopez Jennifer cannot Lopez. say the state Oregon to save her life. Oregon. Oregon. Anyway. <laughs> 
or orgone is supposedly an energy force okay from wikipedia which i know is open source coded but whatever orgone is a pseudoscientific concept described as an esoteric energy or hypothetical universal life force <laughs> that sounds about right yeah it's it's basically it's it, basically a made-up thing so people can try and scam people who are confused <laughs> I will say, because sometimes smart people also get confused, but it is a made up thing. And a lot of the like love is real cult and Sherry Schreiner was another one where they make a lot of orgone, buy and sell a lot of orgone because they'll mark it up because like the things that it costs, the cost of making orgone blasters is very low, but then they'll sell them for a lot of money. Do you guys want to see my organ blaster? No, <laughs> absolutely not. The- the implication is that they are in a spiritual war with oh unseen God. figures and they need to make more orgone blasters to battle those unseen figures. Like, so that's how it comes into play with cults. But so like the, the, the second she handed him an orgone pyra- pyramid, I was like, oh, she is a special brand of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, woof. Yeah, it's bad. But somebody sent me one. I just want to have one for fun. <laughs> I don't believe in it, but I want to have one around my house. It's funny. I mean, it is funny. It's also very sad. It is. And, you know, just in case some unseen force tries to, like, blast a bunch of Oregon up into my house. Like, get out of here, Portland. I don't want your Oregon. (laughs) Unless you've got sizzle pie, in which case, come in. I'll hide the pyramid. It's fine. So she (laughs) accompanies him into a restaurant to pick up an order, and she won't put a mask on. And she literally is a bitch about it like she's terrible i knew people who bragged about being thrown out of restaurants for not wearing masks same and it's it drove me nuts i mean i literally don't talk to a lot of my family anymore because of shit like this well i'm just like dude it's a small thing and i don't care like it does not really hurt me in any way to wear one so just like yeah put it on if if a place wants you to put it on like and if they don't great whatever but like if somebody asks you nicely and it looked like he actually had one to give her, too. He did. He had, you know, it's like sort of like going to a hospital. They have masks there for you just to take. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Great. For th- for this interaction, I will wear one. Whatever. Yes. And But she, like, actively fights him on it and gets in his face and gets the camera in his face. She's just being the worst. And this is 2020. This is mid-pandemic. This is high pandemic. So videos like this were being posted online all the time. Yeah. Because the people who do this also are so dumb that they don't understand that like businesses are private businesses and they can make up their own rules. And if they want to kick you out for not wearing a mask, that is legal because they are not subject to like the government's rules in the sense that like- Shut up, sheep. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And this is why you can't talk to people like this because they're unsufferable who don't fucking know how to be compassionate, like surviving people in the world. I hate- people like this so much yeah so she gets escorted out and stretch is mad because like this is his job like she essentially went in and just fucked up his job because she's the worst the fact that stretch even talks to her and doesn't just like drive away to make his delivery boggles my mind like if mikey showed up at my place and was like being this sort of unsufferable douche i would no longer talk to mikey ever yeah i'd be like we're done we don't need to and i love mikey but like if he did shit like this i'd be like if I can't talk to you ever again. Yeah. By the time you get back to the house, your shit would be on the curb. 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. But he does take her back to the house and immediately Gemma, his girlfriend, is like, get her out of the fucking house. She hasn't been wearing a mask outside. She's risking our safety. Yeah. And again, this is high COVID. This is like 2020. It's not like right now where, you know, you're probably inoculated. This is pre-vaccination COVID. Well, I mean, this woman is anti-vax. There's no way she's yeah. ever going to get vaccinated. So there's no way she's ever not going to be a risk to those around her. Right. And we cut to she's listening as they're arguing whether or not she gets to stay. And I do not understand or fathom why Stretch is arguing in her favor. Me either. He should be like, yes, help me get her stuff. She's going on the car. Like, bye. Yeah. yeah, you need some backstory like she saved his life. When he accidentally overdosed or something on tour. Yeah, and then she suffered some severe head trauma that made her this level of stupid. Like, you need a Wookiee life debt to be able to, to <laughs> bend over backwards for this woman. Like, she had to, like, really have saved your life a couple of times. Yeah. Because you know Chewie looks like Han Solo like we look at this woman. Oh, yeah. Well, what you don't see because they edited it out is that Han Solo is a right wing nut job. He's always talking about how the Empire really didn't do anything wrong and how like Palpatine's just misunderstood. And it's like the fake news that Alderaan got blown up like Alderaan's totally still there, guys. Don't worry about it. Chewie and Han are like business partners. And Chewie has, you know. Han speaks for him because, you know, Galactic Basic isn't his first language. Right. And Chewie's like, yeah, that's a great price. Let's make the deal. And then Han's like, fuck it. Let's take the shit and go. And he's like, fuck again. I know what it feels like to be Chewie. I like that you referred to it as Galactic Basic. <laughs> that's what it's called, actually. I know. Yeah. I know that's what it's called. But I was just like, that. that's Henry Cavill and Lord of the Rings level nerd shit. Like this. I apologize. Anyway. I just I just have a lot of sympathy for Chewie because Han Solo's big ass mouth gets them in a lot of trouble unnecessarily. Yeah. And he's stuck there because Han saved his life once. I just want to do therapy with Chewie and be like, you know, you can have better boundaries. He did help you. And that's something we can acknowledge and thank. But also you can draw boundaries and have a healthy life. <laughs> I can't do I can't do Wookiee. I love Mikey's Wookiee in therapy impressions. <laughs> they are my favorite. I'm in a weird mood this morning. No, I love it. So she, while they're debating whether or not she's going to stay in the house, leaves and steals their car. Yeah. Which is a felony. Yes. Report it stolen. Like, don't try to get it back from her. And his phone. And his phone. Consider it a blessing that she left on her own. Put her shit on the curb and report that car stolen. Yep. <laughs> Just like. Let the police handle her. Yeah. Change the fucking locks and let her spend the night in jail. Please. If she stole a car, she's going to spend more than a night in jail because I'm pressing yeah. charges. Grand Theft Auto. Yep. At, le well, at least in America. Things are different other places. But like here we take the theft of property that's worth money seriously. <laughs> I'm pretty sure over there it's called Grand Theft Mota Coach. <laughs> Grand Theft Lorry and whatnot. Um, <laughs> Mikey, a lorry's a truck. I know. I don't know if you know, but Todd went to England one time. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that made the joke. Why are you shitting on my... <laughs> they called fries chips over there. I've been over there, Mikey. <laughs> and they called chips crisps. They do. That yeah. is actually true. That's true. I kissed a Scottish girl once. I know. I'm pretty <laughs> sure she kissed you. I kissed back, baby. Because I'm a <laughs> diplomat. If you are a Scottish woman who once forcibly kissed Mikey at a camping trip, I want to talk to you. Please reach out. I also want to talk to you for different reasons, but I still love you. 
guys, oh, it's Mikey. never going to happen. She went back through the stones. Oh. <laughs> Mikey, in order to get her, you're going to have to travel back to 1730 or whatever, whenever that takes place. I mean, throughout, like, there's been six seasons that have taken place over the course of, like, 50 years at this point, so. Okay. But w- watch out for the Battle of Culloden. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch out for Culloden. Anyway, back to this movie. So he calls on the phone that's in the car and is like, bring my car back. And we can hear Gemma in the background, like, put your shit, put her shit on the street and call the cops. And I'm just like, yes, Gemma, draw those boundaries. Yeah. But she hangs up and sings songs from her car. Now, here's the other thing that I kept thinking about during this movie. When we went to the UK. My dad drove and driving on the wrong side of the road is so disconcerting it took a while for him to get used to it. So unless she spent a lot of time driving in England on the wrong side of the road, I'm amazed that she's not just mowing people down constantly. Um, She does get in like three car wrecks in one night. Yeah, I was going to say, she does get in a <laughs> bunch of accidents. Like, at the risk of being made fun of, again, for having been somewhere outside of the U.S., <laughs> I also drove when I was in the U.K., and it was weird. It took a while to get used to. Yeah. Anyway, he gets a food delivery notification on his phone, and she's like, I'm hungry, too. Let's just go pick up the food and eat it, which is like, Bro, what? That's selfish and inconsiderate. Yes. Yeah, no, it is. It's terrible. I order Uber Eats way too much for someone in my income bracket, but like I would be so livid if I like the guy just picked up my food and like ate it right there. That's happened to me before. Matt, it's happened to me before too. But it was Chipotle and I didn't care that much about it, you know? It's like that kind of Mine thing. Mine was Mendocino Farms and I cared a lot. I don't know what Mendocino Farm is, but that sounds way better than Chipotle. It's a sandwich place and they have okay. really good sandwiches. And thankfully, like I got I I was picking it up and I got there and somebody else had just taken it. And so they remade the order for me, but then I had to wait for it and it was a bummer. But I do think it's crazy that once she goes in, like her commenters are like, check the cash register. And she's like, I'm not a thief. And I'm like, yes, you are. (laughs) Like, you (laughs) Stealing the food, also thief. It is thief. Yeah. You're stealing from the person who paid for it. Like, anyway, she goes to the restaurant and it is clearly empty and closed. And I could not fathom that they would not have locked the doors if they were closed. There's so many times in this movie that she just walks into empty places that are not locked. And I know, I know that the UK locks their doors. This cannot be indicative of what a real experience would be. People lock doors, right? I would assume I locked my doors. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like Especially of a business. She walks into multiple businesses with just unlocked doors. And I'm just like, what? It's England. They don't have guns or whatever. I guess it's like a different thing. No. no. I, when I was in England, everyone locked their doors. And I'm not saying it was because I was there, but. Wow. You heard it here first. Todd tried to break into multiple houses <laughs> while in England. I will come at this from a retail perspective. The second you're closed, you lock that door. Yes. So that people don't pester you. Yeah. <laughs> like the fact that this restaurant is open and she wanders around it and eats like a, you know. An egg, like a hard boiled egg or something. Yeah. A, it's a uh, like a pickled egg. It's a pickled egg. Ugh. And the the lady comes out and is like, excuse me, we're closed. You can't be here. And I'm like. I would have already called the police on her. 
Yeah. Because I don't know if you're robbing the place. I don't know what's going. I don't know if I'm in danger as an employee. Like, what is happening? But she's like, oh, no, I'm picking up food. And she's like, oh, I should have canceled it. I'll sort out a refund. Bye. Yeah. And she then stops her and goes, wait a second. Do you have a car? And she's like, yeah. She's like, can you take my friend somewhere nearby? Which, by the way, it is not nearby. We will discover. It can't have been nearby because she drives for like 30 minutes. Like, I don't know. England's like the size of Connecticut. It's like all nearby. No, it's not. Like, London is a huge, huge, huge city, like land size wise. And it would take you like it would take you longer to get across London from one point to the other than it would take you maybe to get across L.A. Like it is crazy it's actually not so los angeles is larger (laughs) it would take you longer to drive across los angeles than it would to drive across london but i mean this is a metropolis which means that there's going to be traffic it's not going to be just a straight shot across it and even when she gets to the highway clearly this is not close like she had to get all the way out to kind of the highway towards the countryside to then get to that place the next day like it's not close It's not close. But also, it's a fucking stranger and she's handing you a bunch of money. Fucking run. Absolutely. I mean, take the money and then run. Yeah. So just a quick update. Los Angeles is 502 square miles. London is 607 square miles. Right. But you can actually get across London faster. Oh, yeah, because they have mass transit. But just even driving, you can get across it faster. That's what what I'm saying, saying. because most people take the fucking subway or the tube, as they say. Anyway, so... She puts this very frail woman that is clearly in bad health in her car. Yeah. Which, first of all, call an ambulance. Right? Call, like, like they have that much money. I'm like, just call an ambulance. What's happening? It doesn't make sense as to why she has her in the car. No. The mom would have called an ambulance. Right. Or, or whoever this woman is that's arranging it. Yeah, I guess it's not the mom at this point, right? It's Yeah, it's not the mom. But also, well, and I guess it's because this character doesn't believe that COVID exists. Uh, because I would have been like, no. Not only is this n- not happening in my car, keep your money, call an ambulance. I am out. Yeah. I am driving away from whatever this is. And she even identifies at one point, she's like, what is this like, like, trafficking or whatever and it's like yeah it could be that so run away like call somebody like this is yeah Ooh. anyway so she puts her in the car so she can live stream and try to interview her and Angela doesn't talk we will find out why later but she does ask her like what's at this address 214 Timberline Way and she's like is it an adrenochrome harvesting Tupperware party (laughs) which I mean I'm always here for a Tupperware party Right? And free adrenochrome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They put it on wheat thins, and you wouldn't think it'd be classy, but it makes like a great appetizer. Adrenochrome is my favorite filter on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it makes everything super like silvery. There are words that when people say them in a serious context, I know they're the dumbest person in the room, and adrenochrome is one of those words. That and woke. Yeah, it does not exist. If someone says woke in a negative context, then not like I just woke up. But like in a, these people are so woke. I know they're the dumbest person in the room. Adrenochrome is a chemical compound produced by the oxidation of adrenaline, or epinephrine. Um, and it is the subject of some research in the 50s. Some people believe that it has part of the, it's one of the components as to schizotypic or schizophrenic onsets, potentially. However, within the QAnon conspiracy community, people believe that adrenochrome keeps you young. There's no scientific proof that it does this. 
It is complete nonsense. Uh, but they believe that you can harvest it from children to keep you young. There's not an easy way to harvest it from people <laughs> or to ingest it. Like, it's just not. It's a crazy belief. It's the people who believe that everyone in Washington and Hollywood is eating children. Yeah, it's like they satanic cabal people. Yeah, it's your it's your run of the mill satanic panic bullshit. Yeah, it's it, literally QAnon is just satanic panic revisited. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a grift. That's all it is. That's all satanic panic was. Yep. It's just a grift. It's like what MAGA has become. It has become a grift. Yep. So as they're driving, it appears that Angela has soiled herself, which is unfortunate. But also this person does not seem well. So like, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, yeah, that, that seems like kind of what you signed up for by putting her in your car. So she takes her to a cafe and takes her into the bathroom and is trying to help clean her up um, when somebody just like, bashes in the door yeah and the bathroom gets like destroyed and we can't see who's doing it or what's happening i've destroyed a few bathrooms at takeout places hey same <laughs> oh man angela or annie uh our, our driver runs out of the bathroom and kind of hides behind the bar in time to see that angela like throws like force throws a person across the room like like through the bar. And then that person who has a shotgun and is trying to seemingly kill Angela ends up fighting Annie to try and get to Angela. Yeah, and we find out why she's fighting so hard in a bit. But like, right. you don't know what's going on at this point. You're like, what the fuck is happening with this person who's like, she, I, I thought the lady was like 60 years old, like old, old lady, you know? Well, yeah, and, and Angela in the bathroom when she's trying to clean her up, we do reveal that she has an Ariana Grande tattoo. Yeah. Which is a very strange choice for anyone of any age, but great. I mean, I don't think there is any age limit on liking music like that. Oh, no, I was thinking more of the tattoo. The tattoo is a strange choice. How else is Granny going to represent the love for uh, Ariana Grande? I do like Ariana Grande. You can't just rock a high pony and ex expect people to realize what you're doing there. I don't like that she pretends to not be white. Did you know that Ariana Grande is white? Let me unpack the why I like Ariana Grande. I like all of the drama with Pete Davidson and all of that stuff. Sure. I don't like her like as a person. Okay. Because she has been, like, altering her skin for years to look not white. And she is white. That's not good. Also, strongly dislike her brother, who was on a season of Big Brother I watched. I honestly could not tell you anything about Ariana Grande except for the high ponytail and that she's, like, a singer. I prefer the better version, which is Ariana Venti. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go Google the progression of Ariana Grande's skin and how she is seemingly changing it for popularity, and it's not cool. That is not cool. I did not know that because I don't pay attention. Same. I like. I yeah, yeah, care yeah. less about Ariana I was Grande. Like, oh, Pete Davidson got a tattoo after they got engaged after three days. Yeah. This is a nice article to read while I'm pooping. I mean, <laughs> thank you, Buzzfeed. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Buzzfeed. <laughs> They're just like us. <laughs> no, they're I mean, not. That's, that's like all the, the, the don't worry, darling articles we've been sending each other yes, while pooping. While pooping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can definitely tell when Mikey is pooping because he sends us memes. Yeah. It's a pattern. Yeah. And like seven years ago, I was like, BuzzFeed, who goes on that? And then now I'm like, did you see that article on BuzzFeed today? I like how you got into BuzzFeed seven years after everyone else stopped fucking with BuzzFeed. I know. I know. Mikey is our <laughs> uncle on the podcast. Seven years from now, he's going to be like, have you heard of this thing called podcasts? <laughs> yeah. 
I listened to this thing. It's like an audio book, but it's more like three people just talking. It's like an old-timey radio show, but like <laughs> now. So Annie gets tackled by the woman who's trying to get Angela, and she takes a full can of like sparkling water, I think it's a LaCroix, and gets her across the head with it hard enough to draw blood and... It knocks the lady out for a second, and enough for Annie to run. And as she's running, she just goes, did I just kill that bitch? Which, like, self-defense. You're fine, but, you know, whatever. So she runs to the car, and Stretch shows up, and she's like, how'd you find me? And he's like, you've been Twitch streaming this whole thing live, you (laughs) moron. I do love how he puts the phone up against the glass that's streaming her stream. And he's like, this is how I knew where you were, because everyone watching knows where you are. Right. And so Stretch is driving. They get in the car and he's like, who's this woman? I think they're going to kill her. I don't know who, like, who's trying to kill her. And she says Antifa, which is nonsense. Like, there's no anything that would suggest. And it's just nonsense. Also, Antifa is not like a thing like that. Antifa is just like anyone who's anti-fascists. Like, yeah, the American military in World War II was Antifa. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. It's just a them. It's a convenient them. It is. It very much is them. It's like any way to dumb down like a large group of people that then a certain people can weaponize. Like that's all that is. Like it's like everyone who believes that the pandemic is real is Antifa in in their mind. I I went to a non-classified brief on Antifa and it basically is everything we're talking about. It's not an organization with like a hierarchy or stuff like that. It's just random people. Yeah. I mean, literally anyone who is against fascism is Antifa. We we did an episode on it uh, for cult podcasts where we actually went to like the pre-World War II origins of the term Mm -hmm. and like... There was a group. Now there's not. It's literally just who people co-opting the term. <laughs> like there is no. It's like the term patriot. Uh, there are some people who are definitely backed behind actual organizations on that. One. Yeah, oh, if yeah. I hear someone refer to themselves as a patriot, I assume they're assumed to be domestic terrorist at this point <laughs> or racist. Yeah. No, I definitely assume that. But yeah, but that sucks because that term, the def- the definition of that term is like you know you just fight for your country or whatever. Like soldiers are still patriots does that make sense yeah but if i was a soldier i would not want to be referred to that way at this point right but i agree with you i think you're absolutely right but a lot of people will take words that mean something because they want to be associated with that right but because they are using it it dramatically changes the social definition of that term Mm -hmm. which is what has happened here like i wouldn't i would not want to go anywhere where patriots were showing up you know what i'm saying yeah like now i would never go to a patriot event I would be terrified, but largely because I think Hitler did something wrong. Yeah. You know, and a lot of patriots don't. Most people should understand that. Yeah. uh, That he did something wrong and it concerns me when people don't. And it wasn't just his art, guys. No, his art is bad. Also, It is bad. I understand why he didn't get into art school. Yeah. Well, and also because he didn't try because he doesn't try because he's a mediocre edgelord in general. And unfortunately hired and befriended a lot of people who tried really hard at some real terrible stuff. Yeah. So anyway, so they get into the car and who should just be in the back seat, seemingly impossibly Angela. Yeah. <laughs> How'd she get there? Who knows? And she and stretch are talking about it and stretch is like, no, I'm not doing this. So they get out of the car to go argue outside. Cause he's basically going to kick Annie out of the car. And we stay in the car with the camera where Angela just kind of looks 
just spikes straight down the lens and starts bleeding through her mask. Man, I hated this so much. Oh, so freaky. This is the turning point to me, like when the movie turns. Yes, for me as well. So cars are whooshing by and we see the like light kind of illuminate as each car drives by. Three times, the third car that kind of drives by, Angela just gone out of the back of the car, just whoosh disappears and the chat's like what a cheap effect and i thought that was hilarious i mean yeah. it's because the lights going by and like covers the screen and you can't see it for a second and then you see the door open and close like she just walked out the door or slid out the door see i didn't think you saw the door oh i did no i saw well you see the door close you don't see it open but you see the door close yeah so mm-hmm. she she like leaves during that brightness of the car driving by Mm-hmm. It was still creepy. I hated it. So Annie chases after her. Meanwhile, Stretch goes to the car and he's like cleaning the shit out of the back of the car, which I did not need. I thought of Todd gagging during this scene and it made me happy. Oh, is it because I was fucking gagging the entire time yeah. this was happening? Uh, it was so gross. So funny. Ugh. So he hears noises from outside the car. He takes the camera with him and goes out into the woods where he hears like twigs cracking. There's a lot of shaky cam. This for the next like 20 or so minutes is where the movie really kind of loses its footing for a bit because it's a lot of who has the camera, where even are they, what is happening Yeah, for a while. But he can't find Angela. He's running and he, you know, like kind of scrapes his hands, scrapes his his feet and he looks up into a tree and sees Angela up in the tree and he gets back in the car and somebody does call him a douche flute in the chat which I thought was fun (laughs) but they're basically they like shame him into climbing the tree they're just like he's such a fucking pussy so he goes and climbs the tree Uh which fucking why if she could get up there Something's not right. She doesn't need your help. Drive away. But he tries to climb the tree to get to her and falls and seemingly falls unconscious because the camera doesn't move for a while. But as we see through the camera just on the ground, we watch as Angela floats down to the ground and just walks off. I hate it so much. Very terrifying. Yeah. He comes to and gets up and he's lost a shoe. But as he's kind of getting his bearings, Annie runs past and is like, the lady with a shotgun has found us, that Antifa bitch, which again, like what? Anyway, they run off into the woods where they find like an abandoned bus full of dead rats and he steps on a needle, which like. Oh, I hated it. I was like, oh my God, that's so bad. When he pulls Mm -hmm. that needle out of his foot, I was like, oh, he's gonna die tonight or slowly over the next few years of whatever was in that needle. Yeah. Oh my God. So they hear the the woman with the gun calling for Angela outside. Yeah. And she actually comes into the bus and they've hidden and she leaves them alone. But she still kind of calls out for Angela. But then in the midst of this, Annie's like, do you have a boner right now? And it's like, bitch, what? Like, there's a woman with a gun and a lady who can float. Like, No, Annie's full on sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing about like, I don't know, when the trees are exploding around them because she's shooting at them and she just didn't shoot Annie. Like, I was so mad that Annie did not get shot in these scenes. Yeah. I just really wanted Annie to get shot badly. Well, and they they go out of the, the bus and they're like, we should try to help her. And I'm like, no, you should run. You should run at this point. Like, clearly there's something really super wrong with Angela and that lady's got a gun to try and handle it. You should run. Yeah. Why are they trying to, like, stick around at this point? I have no idea. Like, I don't know. So Gemma calls 
and he's basically like yes we're safe you know everything's fine so she he hands the phone to annie like Gemma wants to talk to you and i'm assuming it's Gemma trying to be an adult and apologize because she feels like she has to but bitch you don't have to i was about to say like no there's no reason why Gemma would ever need to call annie she doesn't and and annie on the phone is like i just wanted to tell you i'm sorry that you're a fucking sheep who doesn't and i'm just like yep god you're the worst leave her in the woods <laughs> like, yeah this is so terrible yeah so they get back in the car they can't find angela or the other woman so they get back in the car she's driving because stretch's foot is fucked up and as they go to pull out onto the road angela's just standing in the middle of the road yeah terrifying it is terrifying is this after she metaphysically took the aids out of his foot in that horribly offensive moment in this movie Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah okay where he's like trying to deal with trauma and she's like being a sociopath yeah yep. i think in her mind like playfully like jokily pulls the aids out of his foot and then like rubs it in his face when this person is like having a legit panic attack because he stepped on a used needle well and there's people trying to kill him and there's supernatural yeah, people trying to kill him and supernatural shit that's the kind of person that is the protagonist of this movie yeah So she goes to check on Angela in the middle of the road instead of doing what Stretch recommended, which was to drop a pin and then call the authorities. Yeah. Uh, But so she goes to see if Angela's okay, And Annie runs and is like her mouth is bleeding. It's gross. They they kind of call, I guess, 999, not 911. I don't remember what their number is. Anyway, so they, they bring Annie into the car and they pull the mask back, revealing that Annie's mouth is stapled shut. And Angela puts her finger yeah. in and, rips and it up. pulls the Yo. staples out and just spits blood all over the back of the it's car. Disgusting. Spits blood on them. They get distracted. The car crashes and a guy goes through the windshield because they've hit another car head on. Yeah. And he is alive until the other car catches on fire. And he slowly burns to death on their dashboard. It is brutal. Yeah, hated it. Brutal. Angela gets out of the car. Annie is trapped in a burning car because Stretch has already gotten out. Yeah. Annie's trapped. Um, Annie finally gets out. She's yelling for Stretch. And out of nowhere, Angela comes after her and tries to bite her as her eyes roll back in her head. Terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying. She rips a part of her shoulder. Yeah, like she does bite her. She does. You yeah. see it. Like you see the flesh rip off of her. Yeah. Yeah. So she does manage to somehow get away, but is still walking around the wreck. And we reveal that the the people they hit were a bride and groom, and the bride was dying or dead. And she yeah. goes to check on her, and the airbag goes off, which is like a jump scare that makes you think the bride's alive, oh. but she's not. I was so scared of this whole movie. Like, and this part scared me. When she covers her with like her anti-liberal sweatshirt and just says, I'm sorry. But it's like they killed two people. <laughs> like two people are dead. Yeah. Because of, of her, essentially. So she sees Stretch and he's like a mess. Like he is not in a good place. Um, And she's like, hey, I thought of something that rhymes with orange. And at first I was like, maybe she's trying to, you know, like cheer him up. But she just goes back on her anti-vax shit and, and keeps it. It's just bad. Yeah. Super bad. And then Angela is behind her again uh, because Angela like frog jumps over their SUV and they all take off running. A car coming down the road seemingly hits either her or Stretch, one of the two. Yeah. But we cut to Annie comes to you. She has the camera with a flashlight in the distance. And it's that woman with the shotgun. She's the car that drove and hit them. It seems because she was chasing after them. Like that made sense to me. Yeah. And she has stretch who is alive miraculously. 
and she's threatening to shoot him. But Annie comes out and kind of like sees from a distance. I thought we were going to watch this woman shoot Stretch, but she doesn't because she doesn't really want to. She just wants to shoot Angela, basically. Yeah. So Annie leaves Stretch there and gets into the car and tries to drive away. But the woman with the shotgun shoots through the car. It crashes and she comes up to the window and shoots again, but misses. And Stretch tries to wrestle the gun away from her. And in doing so, they put her arm through the steering wheel of the car and turn it to break her arm and trap her in that window of the car. This Ooh. body horror like messed me up, man. I hated it so much. <laughs> it was so gross. I hated it. It's brutal. And then she does the I think most logical thing she does in the whole movie and that is where she gets the uh, microphone and interviews the person whose arm she broke and trapped in the car I hated this so much yeah so dumb this is pretty on point from the twitch stuff you're talking about so yeah I do believe that she would do this I hated this this made me so angry because I was just like this is gross but then what happens is the woman who's trapped who we have not had a chance to talk to she's just been kind of been like a figure in the background she tells them Angela's 16 yeah they're like no she's an old lady and she's like she's 16 check my phone I promise you. And there's a picture of Angela as a 16-year-old with the tattoo. Which also, little young to have a full stomach tattoo of Ariana Grande. Yeah, I mean, I guess in the U.S. you have to be 18 or with a parent's consent, I guess. But I don't know if that's the same everywhere else. But I mean... Even if you have to be 18 in the UK to get a tattoo, if you have parents' consent, you can get it younger here too. So like, yeah. I mean, that didn't bother me so much just because the mom might have been like, yeah, let's get matching Ariana Grande tattoos let's or whatever. It. Yeah. But what really does bother me is that Annie finds the picture, realizes that she's telling the truth and laughs about it. Yeah. And I'm like, in no universe is this a laughing matter for anything. Like, your reaction should be fucking terror how do we run away? Because something is seriously fucking wrong and you need to get away from it. Like, it's yeah. bonkers. It is. But Angela comes up. The woman who is now, basically we know is Angela's mother, breaks her arm off to get it out of the car. Yeah. Ugh. And she runs out into the street as trying to tell Angela to like, tell them to stay away from her. And Angela just rips her head off. Yeah, it's graphic. I did not like it. So they take off running and Annie gets ahead and Stretch is clearly dragged through the woods but gets away. Yeah. They run to seemingly an abandoned theme park in the middle of the forest. Right? Yeah, yeah with a bunch of rubber ducks on the ground. Why? Who knows? So they, I guess when they started production of this film, the guy who plays Stretch is a big part of the production and they were like okay. we'll just do it in your town and there was there's a carnival that wasn't being like they're like that place is there it's called dreamland i think i don't know but he follows a blood trail which i'm like don't follow the blood trail yeah you like, walk away from the blood trail bro. i would do nothing that these people do in a horror film yeah uh but he finds her on basically the equivalent of the spinning teacup ride yeah. at disneyland and then he gives her the silver like handshake minus the spit which she seemed dead af but he apparently wakes her up and she can walk herself out of there. Yeah, we're not lucky enough for her to be dead in this movie. <laughs> Which my thinking was if she was dead, he just put DNA all over her face. And when they find that body, like he's going to get arrested for something he didn't do. Well, I hope that is not how it works because I yeah. normally when put I put DNA, DNA on someone's on face, faces, yeah, when I put DNA on faces, it's consensual. So I usually am fine. How long does it stay around? I'd imagine the next time they just wash their face, Mikey. Anyway, <laughs> in this theme park, they walk into like a game room slash house of mirrors slash interior carnival area. Yeah. Because again, 
No one in the UK is locking their doors, apparently, in this movie. Nonsense. Not even at businesses. Like Not even at businesses. It's so strange. It is very strange. So she is still making fun of Gemma, which is nonsense. Like, let it go. Like, what are we doing? Um, but Angela's right behind them and tries to attack them again. So they take off into a house of mirrors because, of course, and it turns on somehow. Yeah. And... Stretch finds her, but Angela breaks through one of the mirrors and rips Stretch's neck open. He God. is dead. I hated this so much. It was so gross. So Annie runs and breaks into a car in the parking lot and drives away. And this is actually one of my favorite shots in the movie because she's like streaming. And through the back window, you just see Angela Terminator running at her. Yes. And you're just like, holy shit, what is this thing? (laughs) And she like frog jumps onto the hood. The car crashes and it crashes near a lake of some sort. And Angela like crawls through that crawl space in the trunk is oof. And she and Angela fight. She gets bit. She tries. She manages to restrain Angela like by buckling her into a bunch of stuff. And Angela is like snarling. She puts a bag over her head. But Angela like force crashes the car into a lake with her brain powers. Yeah. So it seems like because Angela is restrained, she's going to drown. And Annie swims away. But Angela just like swoop. And is like no longer in the car because she's got magic powers of some sort. Right. Annie makes it out onto a beach. And as we see her crawl out in basically sunrise, we watch as Angela just floats out of the water behind her. Oh, my God. Like up up into into the the sky. sky. I hated so much of this movie, but the effects were cool throughout the whole film. They were cool. They were cool. So... In the distance, Annie sees a building. She goes and knocks on the door. And again, it's just wide open. Nobody locks doors. And she walks around for a while before she finds a piece of mail on the counter, letting her know that this is 214 Timberline Way, the place where she was supposed to go. Yeah. As she realizes that, all the doors slam. And she just runs. And for some reason, runs to the basement. Like, girl, kick a window out and run away from this place. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, the basement is not where you want to be. Like, that is no. the scary place. But we know she's an idiot because she believes in, like, conspiracy theories. So, Orgone like, blasters. Yeah, yeah, she's an idiot. So, like, this makes sense to me. So she runs down into the basement. There's a whole wall of Bible passages with markings drawn on them. We have no time to examine it or find out what it is, which I kind of liked. This movie at the end just rushes through a more interesting movie. Yeah. <laughs> that like we don't get any information on. Yeah. They're like, don't worry about it. We don't have the budget for this shit. Just like- <laughs> we don't, have the- don't worry about it. Uh, but she turns. When she turns and there's that guy just kind of staring oh, at her. Oh, all my those God. <laughs> I, I watched this movie in my bed, like laying down watching it. And I screamed when they came on the screen. It scared oh. the shit out of me. And literally, it's only enough time for you to be like, oh, there's yep. people that they then slit their throats collectively. Yeah. Also, like, oh, and they all collapse. And at this point, I'm like, how is there 20 minutes left of this movie? There isn't. There's 10 minutes left of this movie and the rest is a improv rap over the credits. <laughs> yes. So she takes one of the knives, puts it in Angela's mouth and tries to do the upgrade slice, which if you have not seen the movie Upgrade, do yourself a favor. Oh, that's a good one. It's one of the coolest kills in the movie where he puts a knife in somebody's mouth and just slices their head in half. Awesome. But she does seemingly kill Angela is what she thinks. Right. Until from the chasm of her face come what I do think now Todd having talked about it, I think is fingers, but it does look like the thing it does. coming out of her face yeah it's so 
hated so it. So I thought the movie was over, and that, that thing, the, the hand flies out of the mouth, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So Annie takes off running. There's a tunnel, but Angela is behind her. She goes through, like, a mysterious door, and they're basically into, like, a garage, and she's, like, shutting gates, and she finds a fleet of vans. She goes through them, and again, she's filming all of this, which, like, just run. <laughs> like, what are we doing? She stops to play with a Donald Trump bobblehead in one of the vans. Yeah, she, like, pokes it. <sighs> Yeah, it's real Excuse dumb. Me. It's real stupid. Well, I was also like, why would somebody in the UK have a Trump bobblehead? Anyway. It I happened. Mean, I know a lot of people that have a very specific Donald Trump chew toy for their dogs. So I like, mean, that's pretty fun. Yeah, it, it is pretty funny because it gets chewed the shit up. Anyway, so she's running. And as we're watching behind her, which again, behind you. There's something we don't even know what it is. It's not even Angela at this point, but it's climbing over cars looking for her with like spindly fingers. And she's like crawling away under and behind the cars. She finds her car, the original car they were in with all her stuff. As she's climbing through all these cars, she goes past a license plate. And the license plate just last says, three letters fuck? is WTF. Yeah, I love yes. that so much because I was like, that is exactly how I feel right now watching yep. this movie. But so she grabs some of her stuff from the car, her keyboard specifically, which I'm like, leave it, bitch, like whatever. So as she does, the monster's right there. And what I kept thinking was like, stop trying for cars. We know that doesn't work. Like Angela caught you in a car. Like, yeah, what are we doing? Um, But as she's trying to get her stuff out of the car, the car alarm goes off and her keyboard goes off. So it comes after her and she finds a car with cinder blocks. Yeah. So she like yeah, kicks cinder the blocks. cinder blocks out and crushes it under a car and then tries to beat it to death with her keyboard. And she sits in one of the cars and goes live again. And one of the comments is, you've got red on you. Yeah, she's covered. I in saw blood. that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is from the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. Yes. And then another comment was, Annie, are you OK? Are, are you, you OK? Are you Annie? OK, Annie? Yeah. Which is pretty great. I saw that, too. Yeah. She starts a rap, which is terrible, and then coughs. And, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie. Plus 10 minutes of wrapped credits, which honestly, kind of my favorite part. Yeah, but, but that's like, like the world's lowest bar. Like it was my favorite yeah. part too, but it's terrible and almost unwatchable. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, sure, it's my favorite part because the rest of the movie was either super scary or like super just hard to watch. Yeah. Anyway, that's the movie. Yeah. And that's the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about dash cam? Like I opened with, it's just interesting because it's very hard to make an actually scary film. They got all the scare stuff right and had all of this weird ass other stuff come into play. It's so interesting. I was like, like a, like a, like a breakdown of what happened. Yeah. I, I wish that her character was just a, a regular delivery person. Yeah. And that's who we follow. I wish her character was at all likable too, Paige. Yeah, like that's what I want because I want the rest of the horror part of this movie. I really do because it's so scary and it's so good and she is the weak link for me. And I, and I can't even fault her for it. Clearly it's what the director wanted, you know? Yeah, which he got an authentic person who believes a lot of that stuff. Yeah. She can't even come to the premiere because she refused to get a vaccine. And he picked it to do it anyway. The whole thing is just like weird and like a real weird thing. Yeah. And here's the thing. I I'm iffy on found footage in general. I do think that like I do like the way he uses new technology to do it. Mm -hmm. But I also kept thinking of like, what if we just had a straightforward horror film about a delivery person in this situation? Right. Which is why I'm excited to see what he does outside of pandemic. Yeah. Because before pandemic, before 2020, he was a nobody. 
right my understanding so like he used iphones and this found footage and like his low budget stuff to get money so i'm hoping his next film is good i hope so i based on this movie would be like you should make another movie like if i was jason blum and had just given him the budget for this movie was a hundred thousand dollars and he gave me this i'd be like okay cool that's a really good proof of concept for a movie, but like, let's make a movie with a bigger budget that people will actually watch. I felt the same about Host. Yeah. And, and I think we had this conversation about Host where it's like, I want to see what he does with a big budget at full feature length because neither of these are really full feature length. No, they're shorts. Yeah. 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 And he told Blum, I, I guess the conversation was, well, there's, we, because it was still lockdowns and all that stuff. Yeah. He's like, well, I'll just do another. I can, if you just give me a little bit of money, I'll try to make something else yeah. like this that we can put out this year or whatever. So the guy's obviously like a gorilla type, like get things done kind of director, which is cool. I'm into that. Here's the thing. In both Host and this, his ability to craft scares and execute them, even in this limited format, is exceptional. Yeah. So like, I almost wish he partnered with a scriptwriter, someone who's a really good screenwriter and then he's responsible for the direction and the visuals and crafting those scares and making it really, really terrifying. I feel like he could do amazing, but we got to get someone in there that can like handle the story, handle the mm-hmm. the character parts of it to then partner with his real talent for just making fucked up horror. Yeah, I sent Paige this quote last night, Todd. I think you were asleep, but here's a quote from the director talking about this movie. We wanted to make a movie about an asshole. Savage goes on to say, we wanted to make a movie where the protagonist was the most dangerous person in the movie, and if she just acted in a reasonable way, the whole movie would be over in five minutes and everyone would survive. Yeah, I read that when I woke up this morning, and I was like, well, okay, I understand that, but also, like, why do that? Yeah, Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, I I understand it. It's still a bad idea. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, wow. I mean, like, swing for the fences. I mean, whoa. Well, and and here's the thing. If she had just done the right thing, the movie could be over in five minutes. Well, that's most horror movies, believe it or not. But like. Yeah, that's true. That makes me want to turn it off after five minutes. And I would have missed the genuinely good horror in the back half of this movie. So like. I really hope that in getting more money and doing another project, he gets to partner with people who are like, okay, we're not going to do that, but we're going to do what you're really good at, which is like making things scary. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm, I'm excited about this haunted house, Stephen King thing he's working on. So hopefully it's good. That's the movie night terror. No, the boogeyman. Well, the, the movie's Ooh. called night terror. It's an adaptation of Stephen King's the boogeyman. Yeah, 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 yeah. When does it come out? Uh, I don't know. I just looked it up on IMDb. Uh, and okay. unlike this movie, all of the cast has a picture of their <laughs> self on IMDb. And don't use their own names. Right. So yeah. who knows? But I hope there aren't any like actual right wing MAGA nut jobs in it. I don't think there will be. I, th- I think that was to serve his his weird desire to have an antihero in this movie. But like but an antihero is a thing. An antihero is not someone that you actively hate the entire movie. Right. An antihero is someone who is like bad, but you sort of pull for them because of certain things. Right. This is not that. It can be. That's one type. Yes. But- yeah. So, Paige, do you have some fun facts for us? Pretty much no. Nothing that we haven't already kind of discussed. Uh, I did do a bit of a deep dive into her Instagram, which is how I found out that she kind of believes a lot of the stuff that she says in this movie. Maybe not as maybe not in bombastic of a way. Okay. Like, I think this is still a heightened version, but like I sent you guys some screenshots from her Instagram earlier this morning. Yeah. Where it's it reads like lines from this movie, though. So... It just made me sad. Yeah. And then like, so like that opens up a door for me, like 
the director is on public public interviews like I want to make a film about an asshole yeah. and then he had to be like Annie I'm picking you bring those beliefs you have in real life to help me make yeah. this asshole character which I'm like how did he even get someone to do that like it's so crazy because Annie is this kind of person again that is exactly what someone who is like on Twitch would love they'd be like yes I will absolutely do that because it'll bring more eyeballs to what I'm doing which this will this will make her more famous than she really should be and here's the thing i don't agree with her uh, i think her beliefs are foolish i think uh many of the things that she has said online are offensive and and cruel to other people i, I don't like her in this movie but at the same time i'm like ooh, that there is an exploitation element to that that i really don't like even even though i don't like her and agree with her it feels like she's not in on the joke. But she has to be, right? Like that, that No, that no, that's she the doesn't thing. I don't know be. that she she doesn't have to be. And and that's what really started to concern me was like, did she know that this is how she was going to be perceived with this movie? Yes, she did. I don't know that she did because I feel like I wouldn't have done it. And maybe that's just mean. Paige, you wouldn't have done it because I you not are not it. an idiot, but she's like an edgelord person in real life. And this is the kind yeah. of shit edgelords love. I guess. If you think she's not listening to this metaphorically masturbating right now, then you don't know edgelord. <laughs> like they love this type of feedback. I know. And well, and, and this, this sounds extra terrible where I was like, Oh, man, we're going to say some mean shit about her on this podcast. I hope her followers don't come after me. And then I saw how many Instagram followers she had. And I was like, oh, we're good. It'd be like me sicking people on people. It's like not that many people. When you were talking about your the person you used to work with, Paige, who uh, got into the MAGA like uh-huh. feedback loop of conspiracy theory shit because she just wanted people to like her. Yeah. The, I think the reason I got off of Twitch is because I don't want just everybody to like me or anybody yeah, to no, like me. Yeah, no, there are some people that I'm like, I'd prefer if you're not my fan. Exactly. Like there are people out there who like, if they believe this type of thing, I would actively like them to not like me. Like you shouldn't <laughs> yeah. like me. Because I believe in science and you're an idiot. So like, that's fine. I'm really concerned if you like me, because what if I, what about me and what I project has made you think that this would be okay with me? Yeah. Like if someone, if I like read a tweet sometime in the future that says my two favorite podcasters are Todd and Dan Shapiro, I'll be like, fuck, yeah. what have you I mean done? Ben Shapiro? Whatever the fuck that douche's Dave name Shapiro. is. That tiny little man who can't get his wife wet. I don't understand. <laughs> like I, I should not be in a sentence with that person. His fans yeah. should not like me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was really interesting. I was at a pool party a couple weeks ago and was talking to somebody who's a fan of the show and a, a super fan of horror and kept listing movies that he thought I would like. And I was like, I hate all of these. Oh, <laughs> like, man. Yeah. What is this about? Like, I mean, that is my experience with everyone who likes this show because <laughs> I don't like any horror movies, really. Th- this person uh, went on to talk about how much they didn't understand Nope and didn't like it as a movie. And I yep. was like, we watch movies very differently, sir. <laughs> yeah. We're looking for different things. <laughs> We're yeah, we're looking for very different things in films, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's like, man, I really like Mikey, James Woods. <laughs> James Woods. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joe Rogan. I'd be like, hmm, maybe I should listen to the podcast. I don't know how what's going on on there. Whenever somebody's just like, I like you. And then also this person who is publicly fat shaming people all the time. And I'm like, you can't. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't get to like both of us. 
Well, sir, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, no, hard pass, yo, hard pass. So do you guys want to talk some box office real quick? Sure. We already talked about the budget. It was $100,000, which I think is literally amazing that he could do this with $100,000. Yeah. Yeah, this looks great for $100,000. So, I completely agree. Um, it did not get a domestic release here in the U.S., but it did get an international release. Do you guys want to guess how much it made internationally? More than a hundred thousand. Oh, okay. definitely more than a hundred thousand. I mean, I would say this probably makes two, two or three million at least. Okay, it made seventy thousand dollars. Oh, jeez. But I mean, I had to pay six dollars to rent it today, and I'm sure other people have rented it. So I, I bet it probably has made a good amount of money at this point. Yeah, yeah I think it was kind of like host, where they just kind of aimed it for vaude release. I'm sure that that's true. Yeah, and I, I mean, if your budget's a hundred thousand dollars, and it, your movie is this level of quality as far as like horror goes, I do understand that it's very polarizing, but. By the time you rent it, you probably don't know that. So you probably are right. going to make at least $100,000 on VOD with this kind of movie, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So I think it was a good bet. And I do think if the character was likable, it could have made a lot more money. But that's your box office. So, Mikey, you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, listeners, our scary scale is scale 1 to 10, how scary we found the film today. Uh, our one example is Ghostbusters, and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Paige. This is actually a five for me. Okay. I'm going to give it a six. I was very scared by large sections of this movie. And if we're talking about ideology, it's a 25 for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, when I first saw it, it was very scary. I, I, I probably put it at seven or eight. I, today, I'm going to put it at like a two. Yeah. Because I've rewatched it. But yeah, the first 30 minutes with like me, I'm like, this is bonkers. Why would anybody make this movie? And then I'm like, it's also super scary. I was like, what is happening in this film? Yeah. yeah. And that's our scary scale. All right. So this week, you all made me watch Dashcam. What are you making us watch next week? Next week is listener requests. Oh, that's right. And this month, the theme was obviously new releases. And the final four were men... They, Them, Willie's Wonderland, and Barbarian. And Barbarian crushed it. It won with 40% of the vote. So your homework for this week is to, I guess, go to the theaters. Because I think you can only see this movie in theaters right now uh, and see Barbarian. And then check back for that, I'm assuming, amazing episode. I'm actually a little nervous because I have to see this one in the theaters. And people have been messaging us saying it's super scary. So I'm very afraid for how I'm going to be acting in the theater. But you can check back next week to find out how it went. <laughs> so, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Mm. Well, while you look one up, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast, and that is to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review were you going to read this week? We're going to do Tired Nurse Trish. All right, well, okay. what does Tired Nurse Trish have to say? So glad I found this podcast. I stumbled upon this podcast when the Malignant episode dropped and was cry laughing on my brakes. <laughs> I was hooked from there. It is a pretty crazy episode. Like, if that is your first episode, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. I know. That, a, that episode's nuts. As a nurse, I need all the laughs I can get, and this podcast is a great way to start my week. The chemistry between Mikey, Todd, and Paige makes each episode feel like you are hanging with friends. I am making my way through the old episodes and love RTP as well. So many stars, and don't ever stop making episodes. Five stars. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. Tired nurse Trish. And uh, if you want to have Mikey read your five star review, leave us a five star review. 
So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the regular mm-hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager's been driving her crazy. So how was Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? I mean, she leapfrogged over the car and bit her neck. That is a bit much. Actually, I do know from the Facebook group, it's because she brought Jane Austen books home. And I <laughs> suggested in the group that we find something raunchier because Jane Austen is a snooze fest. I know. I was about to say, like, Jane Austen seems pretty timid, right? Yeah. And then a bunch of people were like, well, no, Jane Austen was like my gateway to raunchier stuff. And I was like, oh, I drove right past Jane Austen to other Boleyn girl in red tent, apparently. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> skip that shit. Anyway, that's what Tia's teenager's actually doing that is annoying her. Well, there you go. She's already gone way past Jane Austen. Yeah. She is a burden on her family and has no prospects. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan wants us to watch some spooky spider videos. So I am going to share my screen right now and do just that. Although this one has a koala on it, so it might be cuter. I don't know. I like koalas, even though they all have herpes, I believe, right? Oh, my God. I've never heard a koala like sound, and it is terrifying. I don't like that at all. Oh my god, that is terrifying. It also looks vicious. It does. I, oh man. It has malice of forethought in its eyes. Oh, I hate everything about that, Jonathan. Thank you so much for giving us a break from spooky spider videos, but I don't know how you found a way to make a koala spooky, but you did. We now return you to another episode of uh, the, the Patreonicals. Back in dinosaur times and new Dinotopy. You know. Back in Dino times. <laughs> this episode of the Patriarchals brought to you by John Williams. We've spared no expense. <laughs> <laughs> so Isaac and Karun have stolen a bunch of di- giant dinosaur eggs from a 
T-Rex nest. Oh, my God. This is like a cartoon show. Okay. Mikey, it's always been that way. Like, it's never not been like a cartoon show. Okay. So, <laughs> Kate, she uh, uses her psychic powers to kill the mama dinosaur who ran back to chase the eggs. She just snapped its neck. And then, so now they're doing a giant barbecue. <laughs> T-Rex steak and eggs. T-Rex steak and eggs? I bet T-Rex steak is pretty, like, tough. I don't know that. It's probably not. I mean, I've never had T-Rex steak, but they seem, like, pretty muscly to me. I mean, I would say that gator is more moist than you would think. Is it because they live in the water? Maybe. That's fine. Whatever. All right. Anyway, (laughs) so... Cody's pawn shop and uh, Bo Easy uh, gets he gets um, this awesome spatula out of the pawn shop that they set up that they that he carved with stone. So he's flipping eggs on this like intricately carved stone thing. Uh, Mr. Rage Bomb and Lauren, um, he's teaching her modern galactic basic language to communicate with our other people because she just kind of grunts like that movie 10,000 BC you know what I'm saying I've not seen that movie but that makes sense yes so they're they're doing that and he's getting so angry that he's like he has like back and take a walk or he's gonna explode so anyway Scott gets his new friend Alex Alex is a magician super pages type (laughs) anyway Alex is a magician and uh, Scott says Alex we've got to get Wes not to be a Voldemort clay person, and the moon people are in their own part of Dinotopia making him reproduce. Little mun people are running around everywhere, and he's like, they're all really strange mun clones, and uh, we just don't like it. We gotta get get out of here. Where's the time machine and stuff like that? And Alex is like, I'm a magician. Look, there's some cards and shit. And he's like, God damn it. You're my only help. So that's their side <laughs> Danielle, Aaron, and Libby from the Mun. Libby tells uh, Aaron, the Moon General, and Danielle, Moon Queen. They're like, hey, the Mun people, this is like their pinnacle of civilization back in dinosaur times. This is before the big asteroid hits the Earth and also almost destroys the Mun. So like our people are at their peak. We just need to find a way to contact them while we make so we don't have to make all these clones probably. And then Wes is like, please let me out. And um, Danielle slaps Wes. And he's like, no talking. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And um, Dreskel, he like wanders in. He's like, hey, I want to go back to the future. So let's contact the moon and like, let's get our shit together so we can go back to the future. And they're like, okay, sure. Nathan, the professional wrestler and Jennifer with a PH. He tried to flirt with her and shining donuts saw from across the room. And what he does is he grows to a big donut size and falls on him. So they end up like a wrestling match with a donut. It's very, in, in, anyway, they make up at the end and he like misinterpreted some things. It's fine. I honestly would love to lose a wrestling match with a donut. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should have problems with impulse eating and it can happen often. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Jeremy uh, with laser eyes starts talking to Allie the mermaid. And he's like, "No one really understands me because I have laser eyes, and I just don't understand." Like, no one asks how laser eyes is; they just ask what I can do with them. And, <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> Allie the mermaid is like, "Everyone hates me because of the previous plot lines that we've gone over that we don't need to go back and cover." <laughs> right, but that you totally remember every aspect and nuance uh-huh. of. Yeah, yes. of course, of course. Yeah, he's like. I like your legs. And then he pours water on it. And he's like, and I like your fins. No, oh, let's get physical. Uh, yeah. Finsical. <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. Well, I guess we'll have to find out next week how physical <laughs> they get on another episode of uh, the, the Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Yeah.
Have an amazing week. Bye! Part-time mermaid nerds!